are back with another episode. My name is Emma, as you know, and my co-host is Marissa. Hey, everyone. We're back in action with part two of our finance episode. If you don't remember the names of our very special guests, we got you. Let's rewind to their introductions now. All right, so my name is Quentin Gibson. Um, I'm a senior securities trader here. I live in the Bahamas, and I work at an investment bank called RF Bank and Trust. Hmm. Basically, I'm the money guy. Okay, okay, money guy. <laughs> Welcome. And hi, I am Delia Wright. I am the accounting manager for um, the bus company in Jamaica, J- Jamaica Urban Transit Company. And um, I have been doing education in finance, economics, um, and business. That's my entire portfolio. And I got into this because I just want to see a lot of people pay more attention to to finances and to generate a lot more uh, wealth for people of color and Caribbean descent. Whoop, whoop. All for that. Generating more wealth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think now, I I think all of us would also like to know, how can we start saving in 2020? Let us know. We, we need to know. Clinton, do you want to go? In 2022? You said 2020 or 2022? <laughs> 20, did yeah. I say 2020? You're still, you're still in 2022. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Pandemic, you know, yeah. all of us were. The last two like, years were yeah, a whirlwind. blur. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. Twenty twenty was a traumatic one, so I, I get it. Um, <laughs> Two years was traumatic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is very true. Um, I, first thing, my the first thing I always tell people: if you want to start saving your money, the first thing you want to do is actually start tracking what it is you're spending your money on. Um, you can't fix a problem if you don't know what it is. You know, you you don't really know where most of your money is going. So if you start tracking it and you start actually following, okay, it you know it takes a level of discipline. But, you know, you, you'll apply it if you're trying to actually save. So if you actually start tracking, okay, I spent, I spent $5 on lunch today at Wendy's. Um, I put gas in my car today. You could actually assess your, your, um, your financial spending over a three-week period, three weeks to a month period. And you could, okay. you could figure out, okay, maybe I need to cut back on buying out so much. Maybe I need to cook a little more. And then the sad reality is, though, while a lot of people can just cut back, some persons just have to make more money you know sometimes you have to accept yeah. that you you just need to make more money majority of people can just cut back let's be honest but in some cases you you just require to make more money but the, the number one thing i would say to do is to try to uh, is to start tracking your expenses and um and track all track everything you spend if you spend two cents on a candy just make a note of it write it down and review it and you'll know where you can start cutting back to save so that's kind of exactly okay. the message I wanted to send in that the, the basis of your savings plan is going to be your budget. Um, so I would say that when I started my journey, um, the bulk, at the time I was a college student, so the bulk of my money went into savings. It's a little harder to do when you're living on your own, when you have right to pay, this to pay, and, 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 and it's your own household that you're running. Um, but you really can't make any moves for significant, um, 
progress with your savings without the budget because what i see other people do is that they don't budget and maybe they put some money into savings and then they overspend and they take money right back out right back out yes so and the thing with budgeting too um and this is something i had to learn over time it takes a lot of discipline to um to, to stick to your budget and you have to approach yourself with a lot of care in that respect because girl i used to overspend on everything jeans look nice yeah <laughs> i'll think about it next month you know and yeah, yeah. um I, and i just had to be very forgiving to myself and if, and, and and even now i still overspend christmas girl that christmas, oh, that christmas, christmas time i i had i had a budget and i said i'm gonna spend <laughs> this amount on christmas and i spent this amount on christmas but then oh, I, really and, so, and, and that affects my other savings goals and you know what i'm at the point now because of practice because of discipline because of habit mm -hmm. that you know one i'm grateful that i'm able to overspend and all that means is that my goals are delayed for a month or two right um and you can get back on the horse and three i enjoyed all the things that i acquired while overspending like i can't limit myself and don't limit yourself mm -hmm. because part of enjoying life is spending on experiences right so yes forgive yourself real quickly get back up on your budgeting horse for the next time and be grateful that mm -hmm. you know if you overspend here or there it's not gonna put it's not gonna make you homeless um and and as he said that's the case for a lot of us not all of us so you have to so the the the, the situation is very much tailored to um each mm -hmm. person um but for the most of us just give yourself grace if just keep doing it and you will develop a stronger sense of discipline over time, but just be committed to showing up and doing it every time. Now, in terms of the, the progress that you want to do, the first thing you want to do in terms of your savings plan, and I recommend is get an emergency fund. That is the first thing before you do anything else. And the reason, why i mean that's if you're not in debt so if you're in debt pay that off get rid of the debt yeah because the debt can be so crippling not only just to your yeah. budget but to you mentally that it will, yeah. it will it will stop you from making a lot of progress so pay off the debt and get we could have a whole podcast on debt put down anything should happen to you <laughs> you are okay you you'll be able to at least i mean even if say you put down five hundred dollars for your emergency fund and something happens that is a thousand five hundred do you realize that you have cut the bill by five hundred dollars so you just have that that attitude towards it like hey if anything happens at least i have some of the money mm -hmm. to cover it right yeah and then after that you want to sh focus on like maybe your insurances um because especially you want to get that as young as possible because it makes your premium small um so your critical yeah. insurance which is actually really important and your life insurance um and life insurance gets especially more important when you think about um, buying a house having a family having kids 
um, especially and mm-hmm. for people in their 30s, that's actually more important than people in their young 20s. But I would say get it in your young 20s because it is whole, whole decades cheaper <laughs> when you get yeah. younger, oh, wow. right? Yeah. And then after that, you want to focus on your pension plan and your investments. And of course, there are other things that are unique to you, like you want to buy a house, you want to buy a car, those things fit in too. Um, and so go at your own pace. You maybe not do it in the order that I have said is the best. You maybe do it in an order that is more um, amenable to you. And that's okay. But just know that all of these things need to fit in. And you at some point, you need to get it. So, so even if you say, okay, I have a five-year plan and in five years I'm getting it or in 10 years or 15 years because that is the pace that you're able to go at right now, get it. I just want to pay you back. Well, I have like three points from what she was saying. Um, uh, the first one, oh, what was that? Okay, the first one was when she said, um, um, she, she, you know, she even went over her budget. Like we, even though we practice this, we still, we make mistakes also, but it's because we are disciplined most of the time. Like when we do go over, it's not detrimental, you know? It's not like we're doing it like nine times, like out of 12 months, if you fall off three times, three months, that's still nine out of the 12 months that you was on point. So it's not going to be detrimental versus, mm-hmm. you know, you fall off and then you're like, well, I might as well keep falling off every month. And then, you know, it's for a full 12 months, you, <laughs> you know, you're down the dream. And you, you know, you really don't want that to be the case. Um, right. Secondly, um, I feel like treating your savings like a bill itself is something that you have to do, like just for the mental purposes, like literally treat your savings as if it is something, that, a bill that you also have to pay. That you cannot, you, you, this is, this is your, this is a bill as well. You know, like just, just make it, make it, make that, make that, make that, make that your mental note. Like I have to pay my savings bill every month. And the last thing I would say is probably breaking, breaking it up, putting it into percentages would probably be a good idea. So majority of the time I'd say start with like anywhere from five to 10%. That's a good way to build up. Like she was saying, the emergency savings, like within that realm, that's a good amount to start with as far as building up an emergency savings. And this is five to ten percent of your monthly income. From there, you can try to keep increasing it. Um, and like you say, you, as you increase it, the more you increase it, the more you're able to save for more things. And I would say for those just who are curious, if you want to know what the percentage number is, in my opinion, to start actually um, accumulating wealth with your income, I would say you should be saving and investing at least anywhere from forty to sixty percent of your income monthly. Oh, okay. Over time, I see. Over time, over time. No, it's not. I, again, we, you know, this is just, this is, this. Is, I'm trying to tell. That's the goal. Start, that's the goal yeah, to work. Goal. Yeah. Cause, goal. Okay. Because, like she said, you don't want to, you don't want to make your life miserable. I, I never tell someone, oh, just eat noodles for the next six months and don't go nowhere. And I would never yeah, suggest that to anyone because life is about enjoying it, enjoying yeah. experiences and stuff. Like suffer. But at the same time, it's just being it's just being responsible. No, I, I don't want anyone yeah. to suffer. Though. I and I think that's what um. <laughs> oh. oh oh no, you can go ahead. Oh, but I was just gonna say I think that's what like why when sometimes people hear about budgeting and saving, 
Mm-hmm. It's just like it yeah. has this like negative connotation yeah. because yeah. we're so used to if if I'm saving, I'm not gonna be able to do the fun things that I enjoy. It, for some reason that association is there. So I love that y'all said, mm-hmm. like, listen, you still need to have fun set aside for the things that bring you joy and for Christmas time and things like that. Cause we we still need to mm-hmm. live and you still need to enjoy your life. And savings shouldn't be a miserable thing or experience i had a talk with somebody about money maybe a couple of days ago and one of the things i said to them was one i do treat my savings as a bill so i actually pay on the 25th of the month when i get paid so i just yeah (laughs) unity again (laughs) the thing is like i have an entertainment budget so this is the budget where i will go to um restaurants i'll go to movies or going to the beach for the day Mm -hmm. however when that budget is done, y'all, and that's when I what I was saying to it's friends, done. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> like you asked me to go mm-hmm. somewhere. No, my entertainment budget is done. See you next month. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and people some yeah. people would be like, but but you make so much. And I was like, Yeah, but my entertainment budget is done. So we're not going. That's that's it. And I also do and I, I, I this is depending on whether you are able to or not have a budget for giving um it is actually okay, yeah, yeah. important and um i don't know how spiritual most people are but sometimes giving allows you to receive back a lot more than you have given and it open it opens mm-hmm. your heart and your mindset in a different way with regards to money as well so yeah I like that. For sure. so those two yeah, budget no, sure. items make sure you put it in I think last month my budget went to someone who recently had a baby. They are they're very a very mm-hmm. young couple and they needed some things mm-hmm. and that's what my budget went to. So I really can't go to anything. Yeah. Just make sure you give something. Sorry not to cut in again. Just and- the how she said, uh the entertainment budget. Very important. It's important to break those I have like different accounts for them. So that way, I ain't guessing if it's zero. When I check it and it's zero, it's zero. Or I could check and see that I'm getting low and be like, okay, well, I, I actually, like, I put all in one, like vacation, out eat, going out to eat, dates, all of that is in one account. So if I know I want to go on a vacation, uh, and I'll, and then I'll slow down on eating out and 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 doing any anything extra on the entertainment mm. side, but. I would say yeah, open, put them in different accounts so you don't have to guess if it's at zero. You know it's it's gone. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. I was gonna say that you know you were talking about giving and how that can actually I guess help you to feel better and it feels nice to give like based on positive psychology mm-hmm. as well. People who do philanthropic things and give, for mm-hmm. example, tend to be one of the happiest people as well. So there's also people people who have more social engagement. And um, it's likely that when you're giving, um, like you would have mentioned, Dahlia, you gave to this couple who um, just um, expanded their family. It's likely that you would have been interacting with them yeah. as well, I'm assuming. But people who have more social engagement with other and people who do more philanthropic things tend to be those who feel better about themselves they generally have more joy and their mental health and life satisfaction tends to be higher as well so just something to think about okay so now that we've kind of talked about savings you know getting a sense of how to budget and things like that could you guys give us some 
I guess, tips, advice about like what makes an actual investing so significant or important when we talk thinking about like financial security and just all the things that we should yes. be doing at this age? I mean, why invest? Investment is important. As if I mean, there you don't you you can't save to to wealth. You, there's no way to do that. That's impossible. You can't save your way to wealth. You have to invest. And and like uh, the question that you asked earlier about how people really become rich, it is investing. But what I what I like to break it out to is uh, something called equity. So equity could be like uh, stocks or it could be like the value of your home or maybe your position in a business or uh, so forth. But I do think, sorry, I hope you guys can still see me. Mm-hmm. I do think that um, I do think that equity is one of the most, I would say, if not the top way for most people to get rich. Um, if you look at the richest people in the world, um, Kanye West just got confirmed as a billionaire, and then you have like uh, what is his name, um, Tesla, Elon Musk. You have like uh, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos. Like, these like the richest guys in the world. Their 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 net worth and and the reason why they're being reported as the richest people in the world is due to their publicly traded their positions in the publicly traded stocks that trade. That's how their wealth is being determined. Like, riches comes mostly from equities. That's that's one of the, in my opinion, the best ways to build up your wealth. So learn about equities. Try to get even if it's in real estate, it doesn't really matter. Once you once you focus on how to get equity into your um into your network, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that's one of the best ways to to get rich and, and grow your wealth. Um, for me, uh, I totally agree with him. I think specific to the Caribbean, um, because we have so many unique um, things, our inflation is different, our exchange yeah. rate is different, and we're so susceptible to the world. One of the things I think is yeah. important, which I haven't quite done yet, but it's in my um, future goals, is to invest in other countries. Um, and it's going to be very important mm. to your overall portfolio. So you need to be very purposeful about choosing stocks in the US and the UK. You can even choose stocks, I think, in Taiwan or wherever it is. Write that down, write that down! And there probably is um, some broker that offers for you to purchase international stocks locally. And you can do that because I know I tried to buy, um, it was a Pandora, the jewelry company, through a company, through a broker here in Jamaica. So it is very important that you, and I don't want to say diversify, (laughs) but (laughs) essentially that's what it is, just to make sure that you kind of hedge against or the inflation that occurs in the Caribbean and the exchange rate um, run that tends to occur in some Caribbean islands, not all. Um, but that's very, very specific. Mm-hmm. I mean, all everywhere does it in terms of having um, investments in different countries. But I think it's a little bit more important because of the, the economic environment that we tend to be. Yeah, and I like that. I like um, that you... I definitely didn't know that we could be investing in foreign markets. I didn't even know that. So that really, I literally had to write that down. This is a little hard. I'll say that. I mean, I don't know what it is in Jamaica, but I will say here in the Bahamas, it's it's down there impossible, to be honest. I mean, to use a local company to do it, you'd have to try to find a way to open up an account with a company based in the U.S. If you go to Miami, 
um and, and again that's a privilege yeah. that's a privilege and not everybody yeah. can do that but if you do that yeah. and i think td trade allows you to open it online without actually going there in person but you do have to yeah. send okay. some documents over there and they will tell how to fund the account from jamaica yes yeah. on your phone on your phone you can okay so there, there are different ways. You uh, just have to research yeah. it. Um, we, yeah. we do have companies here in Jamaica that allow you to do that. And I know I have tons of friends yeah. who actually use TD Trade and don't do it through a local. Yeah. So and then okay. you can, and then there are some times when you can go there if if you have the privilege of going there. Um, to um, you can open up an account with your passport. They actually allow you to do that. So any person can go into like a brokerage over there with their passport and open an account. Um, that's totally possible. Um, you don't have to be a U.S. citizen to do it. Just take advantage of whatever avenue is available to you. Okay. Yeah, I'm loving it. Okay, you get knowledge <laughs> This wasn't even me saying to do it on your phone. This was me in the notes app, just writing like, frantically. Okay, I'm like, it's like, write that down, write that down. But I don't know, Quentin. Maybe that's you, it's a gap in the market in the Bahamas, you know. Maybe that's something we need to look into. There you go. Yeah, 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 it's 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 a strange one to be honest. I don't I don't get it, but it's a lot of it is. Uh, I think maybe like the central bank trying to control, you know, like. Uh, you know, that's a <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> Moving <Yeah>. on. <laughs> but um, I love that. I love Quentin that you said. You know, you can't save yourself too well because I mean, even when you look at the average, like I remember, if it's one thing that my parents always stressed was to have a savings account, have a savings account. But when you look at the savings. interest, I'm doing air quotes for people who are just listening. <laughs> but the quote unquote mm. interest that you get on these savings accounts. If you even get any, because some of them, they be speaking yeah. this little zero percent in there. It's like that's yeah, really just that. not the way you that have to do most more. Most of the times, those interest rates, as you put it, they don't even keep up with inflation. So, inflate no. you are you're getting point zero two five percent on your money, and inflation is five percent. So, yep. you, you're losing money every day with their interest yeah wow yeah. yes yeah. and then you're not only losing because your dollar i'm not loving what i'm dollar, hearing i mean the cost of limit is rising but your money isn't moving at that pace and you're not only losing it on that side but then they charge you they paying you zero point something but then they charge you these little annual fees so by the time as you add it up you actually paying to keep your money saved pretty mm. much yeah hmm. So it's it's yeah. it's tough, but you know that's why uh, me and Dalia out there trying to save as much people as we can, get them out of the uh, financial turmoil that's going on here. Yeah, on the track. Yes. Yeah. Thank goodness for y'all. I mean, I ever, I'm already learning so much in for this real? like conversation that we've been having already. Like just the significance mm -hmm. of the mindset and just to kind of understand what it takes to get to wealth. Because yes. it's 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 not as straightforward mm. as school. I even high school and stuff. I remember like people used to talk about stocks and invested in stocks, mm -hmm. but I personally never even knew. Okay, so who do you go to? Like, what's the process mm -hmm. like? You know, all these different things. I asked the stock yeah. person mother for fifty thousand worth of Jamaican stocks for my sixteenth birthday, and she was like, 
Oh, funny. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I'm already thinking like that. Yeah. No, I mean, personally, I was like Marissa, like I, in high school, I was like, stocks, what's that? I kind of just like, you, you would think that my, cause, because of my career, um, that's where, that's where I got it from. But the, in, the interest in it and wanting to know about it actually took me to my career. So even if I wasn't a stockbroker, I would still be doing these things because I was always into, like I always, even though I didn't know. I was like, I'm going to find out. Someone's going to have this in me, whether it be on YouTube or I have to go run someone down. But And that's why I learned a lot of what I, um, like she was talking about Robert Kiyosaki. I feel like you can, I feel like you can almost interact, not not really interact, but you can get a, gain a lot, of, a lot of knowledge from watching like interviews and stuff of, of successful people, like and people like topics that you're interested in. Warren Buffett is a top investor. Watch some of his interviews, see what he's saying. There's some things that's going to connect you. You know what I mean? Just expose yourself to information. Reading isn't the only way you can expose yourself to information. For our listeners, can you drop a few names or a few videos? <laughs> My primary right. way was to you want to go books. first, Alia? So um, mm -hmm. he mentioned the rules of money earlier. Um, that is actually a really great book. And that's a book that got me into the mindset of setting financial goals and not just saving aimlessly. So like I had, I, like it's gotten me in the mindset of having a plan for my life and then working my finances in a Ooh. way to get to those plans. So I love that book. The Millionaire Next Door is really great. And Rich Dad Poor Dad is a basic, a basic startup for about everybody. Um, yeah. The psychology of money is really good because um, money is actually very, very emotional. And I think people just think about money as it is. But like when you're personal, when you're talking about your own money, it's very um, emotional and it can carry yeah. on huge roller coasters. And I think the psychology of the money is like mm -hmm. one of those books that will really um, get you understanding. Um, there is a book called Stock Market Analysis. I think I have it here or maybe out into the living room. Um, Stock Market Analysis, um, which, you know, that was great for me. And the book of Uncommon Investing, I think it's called. Um, so Clinton? I wasn't really much of a reader, like auto, audio books, yeah. And like I've read, I've, well, I've listened to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a few other books, but... <laughs> Like I also just watch people, and then I would like Google stuff and, and learn that way. But some of the people I I subscribe to are like uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, this guy, his name is Jack Ma. Um, another guy, he's a little vulgar, but his name is Grant Cardone. I really like what he's trying, what his message is. Even though he's a little vulgar, I like his message. It's very simple, but it, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, Don Pena is another mm. one. I really like him. Um, you know, the gold Warren Buffett, top guy to always listen to. Um, it's more, but I just can't remember him off the top of my head. Oh, this is this guy on YouTube. This is actually one of the persons. He's a fairly young guy, not not a big mogul or anything like that, but his name is um, Bram Stephan. I started listening to him back in, like, 2019. That was when I, like, I, I really, like, zoned in on my finances because I was, I was what you would say, comfortable financially like at a few you know a few dollars i was making decent money 
But and if a small emergency came up, came up, I was able to handle it. But something happened where where my entire annual expense, I mean monthly expenses, like jumped significantly, and I wasn't prepared for that. And it took me down. I you know I, I said I'll never I never want this to happen to me again. So that's when I really made a big adjustment in my finances to be more consistent mm-hmm. and, and be more serious about how and what I do with my money because I look back at it and I was like oh. I really look back at my last few years of income and I'm like, uh, I don't really see, I should have more money in my savings account. And that's what I was thinking. But it's this guy's name is Graham Stephan. I feel like he, I feel like he resonates with you better too because he is not super successful like all those other people. He is more like just recently becoming successful and, and super wealthy. But he was just like a regular guy making YouTube videos and it, it really, it really, his videos really, really stand out to you. And, and it actually, it motivates you to want to apply a lot of what he is saying to it. Yeah. Everyday life. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, love it. Love it. And I love how you both cater to, you know, yeah. our visual yeah. learners and our, you know, auditory learners. Not everybody could just sit yeah. there and read a book. Yeah. Some people love it and not everybody wants yeah. to watch a video or, um, yeah, sometimes we want to be and doing things yeah. around the house or whatever, yeah. and we just listen to it, mm-hmm. you know? So I love that. Thank yeah. you so much. Just big, big, big thank you, you know, for coming on the episode. Yes. I This is such an important topic for us to discuss, um, for us to get more information about and to just speak more openly about money. Because it impacts you, yeah. impacts mm-hmm. you in every way. I'm, I'm not sure where the taboo started, why the conversation is so like hush hush, but um, I really think that our audience is gonna love this episode and everything that you both have shared. If persons wanna keep up with you or reach out to you for consulting, Delia or Quentin, um, I know you're a stockbroker. Where could they find you at, like? Is it email? Is it on on Instagram? Like, how could they reach out to you to get more information? Let Dolly go first. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> you can reach me by email dpwright at dpwright eighty nine at gmail dot com. Um, we are also starting an Instagram account, but it is Common Sense JA. Um, sense with oh, nice. a Z and not a, not an S. Um, so you can check us out there um, as we start to develop a little bit more content going forward. Real quick, Dahlia, you said DP right, but for the people who yes. are listening, right with a W, <laughs> right? So W-R-I-G-H-T, okay? All right. And you could find me at FinIQ, F-I-N-I-Q underscore by Q on Instagram. So it's financial IQ. That's what it stands for. But it's FinIQ underscore ByQ on Instagram. And then you could also look me up on YouTube. I make YouTube videos. You can look me up at FinIQ ByQ. I actually have a video coming out soon. I recorded already. I just got to edit it. It's called How You Can Use Debt to Make You Rich. So. Okay. Looking forward. All right. Okay. Well, let us know when that comes out, please. I guess we're to the end of the episode now. Does anyone want to have yes. like any closing remarks or anything that they want to say before we like wrap up? Um, I think the primary thing I wanted to say was that um, do a lot of research. Um, make sure everything that you're doing is um, something that's personal to you, 
develop a lot of patience, be consistent and develop your own discipline because it's going to take a lot of that to get to where you want to go. Um, I guess my main takeaway is don't, don't be a, don't be scared of money. Don't love money. Don't fear money. Understand that money is a tool and just like fire, if you learn how to use it, it can do a lot of good for you. That's my main takeaway. We're at the end of our two-part series on finance. Please make sure that you rate, like, and share part two of the series. It really helps us out. And if you're not following us already, follow us on Instagram at Adulted Loading Podcast.